we're going along, you can, uh, on this page, you can look at it and fill out the answers as we're going along. Now, does everybody remember what we're talking about tonight? Self-esteem. Pat not sent me this quote. It's from uh, Josh McDowell. It says, persons with an adequate self I'll start again. Persons with an inadequate self-image look to other people's opinions, praise, or criticisms as determining factors in how they feel or think about themselves at a particular moment. Persons with a poor sense of self-worth are slaves to the opinions of others. They are not free to be themselves. And I thought that that was a really, really good quote. And it's very true. A lot of times we look for people's approval, people's uh, compliments, um, people's comments about us, what the work we did or how we look or things like that to feel good about themselves. And that's not good because those people won't always be giving us good vibes. And so we need uh, something stronger than that to determine our self-worth. A lot of what I'm talking about tonight, um, a lot of the uh, points I have, came from uh, Tony Cook's website, and it's an article by Marvin Yoder. And I'll put that link on. I'll send that link to you on the email when I summarize the teaching. It's very helpful. But um, a lot of ways that we determine our self-worth aren't really healthy. Um, Some people find their self-worth in their things. Um, Can you guys give me some example of things that people might use to determine their self-worth? A house. Clothes, car, jewelry, those are all good things. Um, They can all help us determine our self-worth, but not in a healthy way. Um, Some people look for their self-worth in their vocation or their status in school. But if we lose our job, which a lot of people have, you know, in the last five years or so, or we don't measure up in school, or aren't chosen for the team or for the important part in the school play, then we just our self-worth is just gone, and that's not good because those kinds of things happen in life. Uh, some people find their self-worth in their performance, um, in their skills at things like gardening, having the perfect lawn, or in decorating, having the perfect house decorated just right, or in how they cook, how well they sing, How will they clean house? I know, Cassie, that's big on your list right now, isn't it? (laughs) How they do crafts or how well they are at sports or music or academics. But when this is the case, when we fail in something, we can identify ourselves as a failure. If we succeed, we identify ourselves as a success. If we fail, we identify ourselves as a failure. When we win or succeed, we view ourselves as a winner or a champion. We feel good about ourselves when we win and become depressed about ourselves when we lose. Have you all ever experienced that? Just feel like you're, you know, you're slosh going down the drain of the sink, you know, when something bad like that happens. You just, it's not good. Some people find their self-worth in their appearance or looks. Our figures, our makeup, our hair, our nails, our clothes, our perfume, our jewelry. And if you all haven't guessed it by now, our figures, our hair, our looks can change. 
they are they they will change and they're constantly changing from the time you're born to the time you die your body your shape your figure your hair your face your skin is constantly changing you know you get to a certain age you know you're you know when you're growing up everything is usually just wonderful and then you get to 12 13 14 and then you start getting pimples and it's just oh my gosh you know like they showed in the skit you know you can't hardly stand to you know especially if they're just right on your nose or right on your chin then you think you know oh i just can't can't bear this and then you get past that and then you have pregnancy you know and maybe you gain too much weight or after you have a baby things are sagging and bagging and you've got stretch marks and you know if your self-worth is embedded and tightly cropped up you know to your your looks then you're going to be missing out because you're not going to look the same and then you know after after you go through childbearing age and then other things start happening things start you know gravity starts taking its toll and your skin gets thinner and your hair is like oh my gosh you know where did it go i you know it feels so funny and and then it starts changing color and it changes texture and when you smile there's lots more going on here and your lips get, most people's lips get thinner and your eyes get smaller because there's more sagging skin and stuff like that. Depressing, isn't it? <laughs> She's looking at me like, oh my gosh, <laughs> freeze the time right now. <laughs> but all these things happen. And when things like that start happening, if your self-esteem is totally tied up in how you look, then you're going to be really depressed and you're going to be uh, drugged down. Um, and then, you know, just in a woman's normal life, you know, every single month something can happen to your body. You can bloat or, or, you know, have changes in your skin just due to your cycles. And that can, you know, if all this, you know, if you normally have a flat stomach and then for five days your stomach is out to here, it kind of can make you feel real self-conscious. And if your self-worth is tied up in the way you look, that's not good. Um when our self-image and worth are based on our appearance, we will continually be struggling to look right and are in trouble if something goes wrong with our looks. Can anybody identify with that? <laughs> and some people find their self-worth in their family. People who do this find a great boost if their self-esteem, in their self-esteem if, if their toddler talks earlier than everybody else's toddler or if my toddler walked before your toddler did, or if my kid is great at sports, or if my kid is in the National Honor Society, you know, just, you know, feel so good about that, or my kid went to a certain college, or my kid got married to the perfect spouse, or my kid is successful in life. If, you know, we can find a great deal of self-worth, if our husband is the perfect man, or if our parents are perfect, if my grandchildren are perfect. But if there are problems with the family, their self-esteem is torn apart. Um, I, have a, I have a relative. I won't say who it is. But I have a relative who um, is very absorbed with status. And um, 
I mean, it's just so clear when somebody in the family gets a new house, it's just like they, they are the prized possession of the family in her eyes, you know. And it's so, it's so weird to see somebody so blatant about that. We can't have our self-worth tied up in who our family is. And the reason that we can't have our self-worth tied up in these things is because all of these things can change in an instant. We can lose our things. We can, there can be a house fire, an accident, a robbery, you know. And you know that there's plenty of people that you know or have heard of that are a tornado. One day they have a whole house full of their prized possessions, their furniture, their house, and the next day there is absolutely nothing. And if their self-esteem, their self-worth is tied up in what they have in their house, then they're in really bad trouble. Um, An accident can destroy your face um, or an illness. We can lose our figure with pregnancy or weight gain or wrinkles or gray hair or less hair or pimples. We can lose our job. How many people have you known that have lost their job in the last few years? Lots of people. Or we can lose our family. People do lose their families. People lose their spouses. People lose their parents. They lose their children. And if we formed our self-esteem and our self-image, our self-worth in these things, we will be at a loss if we lose any of these things. And I can guarantee you sometime in your life you're going to lose at least one of these things. And um, I know it will be your looks because none of us looks the same as we did when we were 12 or 16. Cassie, you're, you're still on your journey. <laughs> you know, anybody who's, who's over 40 or 50, you, know, you understand very well that you lose the way you used to look. So you can't have your self-esteem tied up in that stuff. So the things I talked about that uh, can determine people's self-worth is things, our, vac- our vocation or status in school, um, our performance, our appearance, our looks, and our family. Our, self, uh, our sense of self-worth needs to come from God and his word. We are his creation, his workmanship. We need to know and remind ourselves of who we are in Christ because that is the only thing that is lasting and eternal. It is the core of who we are, not our clothes, our pretty faces, or our talents. Now, if you turn, your, uh, turn to the other page I gave you, called identity and um, I tried to have this video for us but it just would not work out Um, but it's a uh, Christian hip-hop rapper uh, artist did this song and it's just absolutely perfect and I'll send you the link when I send out the newsletter and it's also on the consuming fire not consuming fire the uh, summit church Facebook page Um, it's about our identity so I'm going to read part of this. I'm not going to try to do it like him because it'll end up being ridiculous. <laughs> Hair, check. Shoes, check. A brand new fit looking cool, check. I'm looking in the mirror like, ooh, yes, to cover for an insecure dude, check. But she won't feel me and they won't like me if I ain't in them J's or brand new Nikes. <laughs> Let's dig deeper inside my psyche. When it's all said and done, even I don't like me. Okay, and then it's talking about a guy. So we're going to go down to the chorus. It says, um, I'm not the shoes I wear. 
I'm not the clothes I buy. I'm not the house I live in. I'm not the car I drive. No, I'm not the job I work. You can't define my worth. By nothing on God's green earth, my identity is found in Christ. Is found in Christ. Amen. Now let's turn to the um, verse 3. Now this is specifically about women. It says, got her hair done, toes, nails. Is that her? Well, it's hard to tell because she's so caked up in all that makeup. It's kind of... It's kind of like she's trying makeup. <laughs> it's it's like she's trying makeup for what she ain't. But she's a saint, but she's so confused because she's been rejected by all these dudes. They tell her on a scale of ten she's a two, but that ain't true. If she only knew in Christ, she is loved. She's secure and accepted. Never be rejected by God who's elected her. Her beauty is her is her godliness. And she ain't going to flaunt it because, I'm so sorry, I am not a rapper. And she ain't got to flaunt it because it's obvious. Identity is found in the God we trust. And any other identity identity will self-destruct. Identity is found in the God we trust. And any other identity will self-destruct. I'm not the shoes I wear. I'm not the clothes I buy. I'm not the house I live in. I'm not the car I drive. No. I'm not the job I work. You can't define my worth. By nothing on God's green earth, my identity is found in Christ. Is found in Christ. Isn't that great? I thought that was just excellent. That's where our identity needs to be found. And we need to remind ourselves of who we are as Christians and who we are in Christ. And the best thing that we can do to do that is by start saying who we are. And it's really, really important that we talk, talk, God talk, that we talk the Bible, that we talk about what God's word says about us. And you might think, well, why do we need to, why do we need to be saying these things? And there's a quote by Zig Ziglar that says, the most influential person who will talk to you all day is you. So you should, so you should be very careful about what you say to you. And then in Proverbs 18:21. If you have your Bibles, I'll give you a chance to look it up. Proverbs 18.21. See, by our words, we're creating things. We're creating who we are. So Proverbs 18.21 says, The tongue has the power of life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruit. So if we want to create a good self-image in ourselves and good self-esteem, then we need to be speaking God's word to ourselves every day. We don't need to be saying, oh, my gosh, I look so gross. Oh, my gosh, my family stinks. Oh, my gosh, you know, I hate my car. Oh, my gosh, you know, I wish I had a different house. You know, we need to be speaking God's word and what God's word declares about us. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to share some scriptures with you that will give you kind of a taste of what you need to be saying to yourself. And then I also have on here a lot of scriptures that do the same thing. Some of them are the same, but they tell you um, things about yourself that the God, God's word says about you. 
as Christians, these are things that God's word says about you. And that's what we need to be filling ourselves up with. So the first scripture we're going to look at is 1 John 4.4. 4. It says, you, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. And you can just walk around all day saying, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. If you're having troubles at work, troubles at home, you're having things come against you, just say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And Ephesians 2.10 is the next one. It says, for we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. That is an awesome scripture because sometimes we don't, sometimes we might feel like we don't have any value or that maybe we're not um, adequate or maybe we don't have enough skills or talents compared to other people, but we can just declare God's word over us. I am God's workmanship. I am God's workmanship. I am God's workmanship. God created me. He handcrafted me. He made me. And then sometimes we don't feel like maybe we have a purpose in life or maybe, you know, we think that maybe our purpose isn't all that good. But the Bible right here says created in Christ Jesus to do good works. So if you're feeling kind of like a lack of purpose in your life or or your self-esteem is kind of fading because you don't can't figure out what to do, just start quoting the word of God. God created me in Christ Jesus to do good works, to do good works, to do good works. He created me to do good works. And then a lot of times we might think, well, he, you know, he has something more important for somebody else or whatever. Maybe I don't really know what it is. But it says right here, God prepared those good works for me in advance. He prepared good works before I was even born for me to do, and he prepared me for those things. I'm his workmanship. Just declare that word of God over you. And you can't stay in the molly grubs too long saying that. Um, the next one is Romans 8.37. It says, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I'm more than a conqueror. Through Jesus Christ, I am more than a conqueror. So if you're down in the dumps, if you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling sad, if something's coming against you um, that is really bothering you, that's pulling you down, you just get out the word of God and you declare over yourself that you are more than a conqueror. You're talking to yourself. You're building up your faith on the inside of yourself. And you're, you're creating on, your inside, on the inside of yourself a big man or a big woman, you know, a big person that's capable of big things. Philippians 4.13 is the next one. It says, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. How many times have we had to say that? I can't tell you how many times that I've been given something to do that I can't do, that I don't know how to do, I, don't, I really feel inadequate to do, and I just declare over myself, I can do everything through Christ who gives me the strength. 
I can do it. God's grace is enough. His ability is enough. He will teach me. He will flow through me. His ability and his grace will flow through me. And you just, if you're faced with something that you just don't feel like you're adequate for, but you have to do it, you just declare God's word over you. I can do everything through Christ who gives me the strength. Um, Galatians 2.20 is the next one. Galatians 2.20. It says, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Oh, that's an awesome scripture. I mean, there are so many things in that one scripture that you can use, that you can speak over yourself to encourage yourself. First of all, if you're having trouble with a habit that's, that's been bothering you, dragging you down, um, that, that you're having trouble shaking, maybe, maybe it's a habit of, of playing video games. I know that's not a thing that grown women have a problem with, but you never know. You never know. Maybe some of us do. It's a good example. I just found out my phone, you know, basically all I want to do with my phone is check my email or voicemail and make phone calls. It has all these things. I don't want to know about them. I don't care to know about them. But I was standing someplace the other day, and I just, I had to just stand there for something, so I just took out my phone and looked at it. And I, was, I thought, well, I wonder what that is. I wonder what that is. And there's this thing called uh, Teeter or something on it. I don't know what it's. No, it's not Twitter. So I, I punched on it, and it's like it's a maze, you know. <laughs> so I thought, oh, I found something on my phone. Well, you could, I mean, a person could get in the habit of doing that, you know. Habits are real easy to get into. So you have a habit. <laughs> that you don't necessarily want, okay? Maybe you'd like to play video games once a day for 10 minutes or for an hour on the weekends or something, you know, but you have a problem because you're always doing it, okay? Take out the scripture. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. This habit that I have has been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live. My compulsion to play video games is gone. It was crucified on the cross. It's no longer I that live, but Christ lives in me. Christ lived through me. Christ moved through me. Christ let your, let your being flow through me. Just declare God's word over yourself. And then it says, the life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God. That's an awesome scripture, too, to speak over yourself. What that is saying is that the things I see with my eyes aren't necessarily the things that I go by because I live by faith. Faith is believing in things that we don't see. Sometimes we don't see that things are working out right, but we believe it by faith on the inside of us. So we just need to declare that over ourselves. Maybe we feel really rotten or really puny, but by faith we believe that by Jesus' stripes we are healed. And we just declare that over ourselves and fight with those words and be an overcomer. And then it says, um, who loved me and gave himself for me. How many times have we felt maybe not loved as much as we'd like to be? I think everybody has experienced that sometime. Um, are not appreciated as much as we'd like to be appreciated. But the very 
eternal, magnificent, awesome, holy Son of God loved me so much that he came down here and he lived a sinless life for 33 years, rejecting every single temptation to redeem me so I could be his brother or sister. So I could be his sister. And so we could have the same father. Now, if you are having problems with self-worth, how much better can you feel about yourself than speaking those words to you? That the most important person in the whole universe, more important than a husband, a boyfriend, a teacher, a best friend, a child, a neighbor, a boss, more important than all those people, loved you enough to give his whole life for you. If you're having problems feeling down on yourself, speak those scriptures to yourself. The next one is Colossians 1.27. Colossians 1.27, it says, To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of his mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Wow. On the inside of me is the hope of glory. Christ Jesus lives on the inside of me, the hope of glory. Now, if the hope of glory is living on the inside of us, does it really matter what your earrings look like? Does it really matter if you got the red purse or the blue purse that day? Does it really matter if, you know, your toenails were painted? Does it really matter does any of that really matter? Does it matter if you got an A on the test or a D? Well, it might matter. <laughs> but in the scope of things, having the hope of glory on the inside of you is more important than your test score. It's more important than your, you know, if you got a new outfit. It's more important than the car. It's more important than anything. That the hope of glory is on the inside of you. So speak those things to yourself. Second uh, Corinthians five seventeen. Second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone; the new has come. Wow, I love this scripture. Because I know, I remember so well what I used to be like. I remember so well what I used to be like. And I don't want to go back there. That old man, that old person, that sinner, the lost person is not there anymore. I'm a new creation. And I know a lot of your stories, I mean... um, I think the most wonderful story, of course, is if a person has never lived a life of sin and they got saved when they were a child and stuck with the Lord all the way. But that hasn't happened with a lot of us, and we remember very well what we used to be like. You know, um, all I can say is I was lost, bad lost, um, and I couldn't find my way. I was hopeless. I was in despair, um, and nobody could help me. There was nobody that could help me except the Lord Jesus Christ. And sometimes when we feel bad about ourselves, we need to remember what we used to be like. 
that we were lost. We were in darkness, total and complete darkness, and we were on our way to hell. But we're not going there anymore. We're not going there anymore. We're a new creation. We're a new creature. And um, when some of you all tell me what your life was like before you gave your life to the Lord, you know, your jaw just drops open. You know, you were what? You did what? And what I find very fascinating is when people that um, are known for their joy and happiness and, and just, you know, it just bubbles out of, uh, out of them, <clears throat> and they tell you, you know, I was just a witch. I was crabby. All I did was complain. I was miserable all the time, you know, and then you see what they are like now, and you just think, well, praise God. <laughs> But you know, they know the big difference that happened in their life. And we can just confess that over yourself. You know, if you're feeling crummy about yourself, you just say, therefore, I'm in Christ. I'm a new creation. Old is gone. The new has come. I'm a new person on the inside. Amen? The next one is 1 Corinthians 3.16. says, don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit lives in you? God, God's spirit is right down here on the inside of me. How much more important can you be than that? I mean, if you read the Old Testament and you read about the temple that God dwelled in in the Old Testament, it was a lavish place and it was a holy place. And there were very, very strict rules about it, how important it was, how reverenced it was to be. Um, And now God's chosen to live on the inside of you. And it doesn't matter, you know, if somebody looked at you wrong or if somebody rejected you or if you lost your house or your car or if you lost a leg or an arm or anything that you lose, you still are a temple of the Holy Spirit. You still are the most prized possession on this earth, no matter what you've lost in the natural realm. And that's something to be excited about. Amen? I've got two more. Ephesians 1, 3. It says, Praise be to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Hallelujah. Now, to any of you that might feel like you haven't been gifted spiritually like somebody else, that you haven't been given a spiritual gift like somebody else has been given, or you can't worship like somebody else, or you can't pray like somebody else, or you can't figure out the Bible like somebody else, or you can't, you know, serve like somebody else, get out this scripture and read it. It says that he's blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. You are not lacking in anything. God has blessed you with every spiritual blessing. There's not anything lacking in your life in spiritual blessing realm because God has given it all to you through Jesus Christ. Praise be to God for that. Amen? And then Philippians 4.19. It says, and my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. So if you're feeling like your needs aren't being met, that you're not, uh, maybe you can't dress the way 
so-and-so can dress or you can't drive the way so-and-so can drive or, you know, you can't get the newest video game. You know, my uh, my nieces, niece and nephew, at Christmas time they were playing, they got new video games, you know. And my brother was telling me or my niece was telling me, I don't know, somebody was telling me, oh, they cost $150 a piece. And I was like, ah! You know, different different people in different families do different things, okay? So if you can't do what so-and-so can do, who cares? You know, God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Don't ever compare yourself to somebody else because you'll never win. You'll never, ever, ever win. Just you, between you and God, you know that he will meet all of your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Now, that's just... That's just he's just opening up a treasure chest to you, that he's going to meet all your needs. It doesn't matter what it is. He is going to meet your need. His word promises it. And if you're feeling down in the dumps, your self, self-worth is, is failing because you don't think that, you know, you have the things that the, your neighbor has or whatever, just get out the scripture and speak to yourself. And my God will meet all my needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Amen. I wrote a song in 1987. At that time, the big deal was designer jeans. I know that was a long time ago. Cassie might not have even been born yet. What year were you born? 97. See, she she wasn't even thought about yet. But it was a big thing. Gloria Vanderbilt jeans and blah, 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 blah. So I'm going to read you the words to this. It says, I had a pair of designer jeans, which I didn't have. (laughs) That's what the song says. That made me look so good. His name was flashing on the tags of every fashion store. But the glamour of those designer jeans soon faded in the wash. Like all my hopes and all my dreams, it seemed as they were lost. But now I've got a new designer whose clothes I like to wear. His name is God. He wrote a book. His designs are laid out there. He says the color that suits me best is pure and simple white. He took my black sin garments. Oh, the new ones shine like light. He handed me a dress of praise, and with a belt of truth I'm blessed. And when I put them on, I know my spirit is well-dressed. The coat I wear is righteousness, my shoes the gospel of peace. The royal crown upon my head is salvation and mercy. Amen. So we have, we have the most awesome, wonderful, fabulous Heavenly Father who's watching out for us. And he wants you to know that he, you're just jewels in his crown. He wants you to know that you're his children, and he cares for his children more than any earthly parent could. And you are important. You are very, very important. And every gift that God's placed in you, he placed there for a purpose, to do good for other people. And so don't ever, 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 ever let anybody or let the devil tell you that you're not good enough, that you're not pretty enough, that you're not smart enough, that you're not rich enough, that you're not whatever, because you are. You're everything that you need to be in Christ Jesus. Amen? Praise God. Well, I have a prize, but first I'm going to pray. Okay, let's pray. Father, we love you so much. We're so thankful, Lord, that your word fills us with hope 
and with joy and with confidence and with victory and with healing and with patience, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that we can just rest our mind in your word, that we can rest our souls in your word, that we can rest our hope in your word, and that anything on the outside that fails us, that is lost, is nothing compared to what you've placed on the inside of us, and nothing compared to what you've given us, and nothing compared to what you've made us to be. And we remind ourselves of that. We remind ourselves of your word and your hope. We remind ourselves of what you put on the inside of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. I want you also to look on the back of your worksheet here. I have, um, I took this off of Tony Cook's website also in that article. And this is something that you can look at. It's A through Z of who you really are. So that's something for you to take home and look at, and it's excellent.